Hello and welcome to this week's Behind the Bible with Pastor Liz. Today we're going to be talking about methods of biblical interpretation. Now biblical interpretation is a big concept, it's a big word, and it can be confusing about what it is exactly we mean when we're saying biblical interpretation. But basically it just means what are we doing when we read the Bible? What is our intent or our purpose? What kind of frame are we using when we go to the Bible and we read the scriptures? And this is surprisingly not the same for everybody. We kind of, I think, assume that we all approach the Bible with the same kind of purpose. Uh, that we're all trying to read the scriptures, read these words to to get the same kind of meaning out of it. But that's just not, that's not the case. We all of us come to the to the scriptures with a different intent because we have a different life circumstance. We are all in different places in our lives. Plus we all have different training. And so it's, some people are gonna to come to the Bible with an academic point of view. Some people are gonna to come to the Bible based on their traditions that they had growing up. And some people are gonna to come to the Bible just as a fresh slate, listening to the stories for content and information. So I wanna talk a little bit about what those different things are. But first I wanna talk about ways not to read the Bible. <laughs> should always start off with what not to do, right? So the first thing that we need to be aware of is to not try to treat the, treat the Bible as something that was never intended to be. This you'll see sometimes, especially in more fundamentalist circles, is the idea that the Bible is a history book or a science book or a political uh, warfare textbook or an economic textbook. You tend to see the economic argument more in um, more progressive circles where they take texts, uh, often out of context, but they take texts and they read them and they say, this is God saying this is the divine way to structure a city or a town. This is the divine way to understand the political system. This is the divine way to structure economic system. And that was never the intent of the Bible. The people who told these stories from the beginning, the people who wrote these stories down, were not intending us to take them and apply them in the same way that we would apply a history book or the same way we would read a biology textbook or the same way that we would apply introduction to economic theory. That was never the intent. That was not what these people were, were telling these stories for. They had other sources for that which is the second fallacy, that the Bible was the only book. <laughs> that was all people ever read. That when the, the originally Hebrew writers and speakers and, and storytellers told these stories, that this was the only story that people had in their lives. And, and the ancient world is full of history books. It's full of science textbooks. It's full of economic treatises. It's full of political treatises, just like it is today. They didn't have as many copies of them. They weren't as widely distributed. They didn't have the printing press. They were often literally scratching them into clay tablets. But they had those 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 books. They had those resources. If they were a person who was studying these things, who wanted to know more about uh, how to structure economic theory. And so when we come to the Bible with a frame of mind that says, I'm going to figure out scientifically how the flood happened, or I'm gonna scientifically figure out the plagues, or I'm gonna apply a psychosocial lens onto uh, these miracle stories. When Jesus casts out the demons of the, the Gerasene demoniac into the pigs, then 
I'm going to understand the psychological state of the demoniac. And instead of assigning demons to this person, I'm going to say that they had bipolar disorder or that they were manic depressive or they were in a schizophrenic episode and Jesus just calmed them down enough for that. That was not the original intent of these stories. The authors of these stories didn't have the concept of schizophrenia. And they knew that bipolar disorder was a thing. They just didn't call it bipolar disorder. They didn't call it depression. They had different words for it, but they knew that those type of diseases existed. And so when they labeled the Gerasene demoniac a demoniac, they knew he wasn't suffering a psychological break. They would have used different words for that which is fallacy number three. We assume that Bible people were stupid. <laughs> this is a, a common issue in, in postmodern, modern and postmodern worlds. Once we figured out how to discover things about how the world works in a more concrete way, once we discover the, the theory of gravity, or we could measure air resistance or, you know, all of those things we could quantify and understand things and take things apart, which is, has been a great thing. It's a good blessing. Medical breakthroughs are wonderful. I am a fan of antibiotics. But just because those people didn't have antibiotics doesn't mean they were stupid. It doesn't mean that they were uh, ignorant of how the world works. It wasn't mean, didn't mean that they uh, weren't as wonderful and amazing as we are. They were people just like us. They just didn't have the information that we have. They didn't have the resources that we have. They lived 3000 years ago before the invention of microscopes. So we can't apply that standard to them and say, well, they didn't know about antibiotics. Therefore, they didn't know anything and they're just uh, dumb or ignorant of the world. And so they spoke of the world in ignorant ways. What all of this does is create a violence against the scriptures. When we twist the scriptures, when we tr we twist the words in the book and try to turn them into what we want to use them for, when we want it to be a history book, when we want it to be a science textbook, when we are using it for our own purposes to prove whatever belief we already held, then that does violence to the scripture. Because the truth is that these people who wrote these stories, who told these stories around campfires, who passed these stories down from generation to generation, were doing it to tell their families about God. It's about God. It's not about us. It's about the relationship God has with God's people. It's about what it means to be a person of faith and what lens do you use in the world as a person of faith? It doesn't have anything to do with your, with your ability to read the genetic code. God did not write down the stories, did not inspire the people to write down these stories. The people who wrote these stories did not do it with the intent of people 3,000 years later learning the history of the ancient Near East. There is historical information in there. There is economic information. There is political information in there, but that is not the purpose of the book. The purpose of the book is to teach us about who God is and how God relates to the world, how God's people have responded to God historically, 
throughout time, the ways that have worked, the ways that have not been beneficial, is to show that God continues to choose people, flawed human people, to do God's work in the world. It's to show that God chooses over and over the people of God. It's to show us something of the nature of God, which is, always will be, ununderstandable for human people. We do not understand God. We can't condense God or make God small enough for our brains to wrap around it. We can't make the Bible small enough for us to shoehorn it into our agenda. It's always going to be bigger than us. It's always going to be bigger than the agenda that we push onto it. It's always going to be more than what we can imagine it to be. And so it helps us to understand the historical context that the book was written in. It helps us to know that Genesis was an oral tradition before it was a written tradition and that it came before the Gospels. It helps us to know that Matthew was a tax collector reading to a Jewish community because it helps us to understand the questions that those people are asking, the information that those people need, the ways that they are seeking God. It is never, ever intended to be a literal blueprint for the world and for life. And when we do that, we're missing the point. Doesn't mean it isn't true. Doesn't mean it isn't an essential and valuable and only resource for us to see God. It just means that our intent and our purpose when we go to the, to the scriptures, when we listen to the word of God is important. God's word speaks because God is reaching out to us because it tells us the nature of who God is. It reminds us that in our darkest hours, God will be present with us. It reminds us that God has always chosen the poor, that God seeks justice and mercy and kindness, and that God's people should seek those things too. Our intent is always important. And when we go to the Bible seeking God and not our own agenda, that is when it is opened up for us, when we see God's truth. God bless.